piece of advice I have for someone trying to succeed in the film industry or any creative space is if you're doing what everyone else is doing, you're doing it wrong. Welcome everyone to Views from the Group Chat, your weekly dose of savagery. This is your host, Jabir, along with Steven and Chris. What's going on? What up, Yo, man? What's good, bro? I need to stop saying weekly. This is really bi-weekly. Bi-weekly. <laughs> Tri-weekly. <laughs> quarterly. Bi-monthly. When was the last time all three of us were on at the same time? Uh, the first episode of the year, maybe? No, nah, the last episode. I thought the, the end of 20, the New Year's. Oh, season. end of 2018. But didn't we release it the beginning of 19? Uh, I don't know when you dropped the link. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Same time. It's just good to be back with all of us. I mean, we still missing one. <laughs> but... <laughs> I, I don't know if he'll ever be back. <laughs> we got a replacement if need be. He's really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he wants the whole world to know what he got. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> he got a limited clientele. Yeah, he All gotta right. keep a low profile. He <laughs> gotta keep a low Let's move forward. He gotta Let's keep a low profile. Let's move forward. Let's move forward. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's nice to be back. It's been a couple weeks. And, I mean, y'all want to jump right into it or you want to talk about your weekends? I, I haven't done anything besides, I mean, just hung out with the wife. Not to what say that that's a bad thing, but. What y'all do for Valentine's Day? Nothing. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Valentine's Day. If I remember correctly, last year's podcast was Valentine's Day. I know Steven was the big giver, right? If I remember, Stephen was the big giver with Valentine's Day with the gifts and, you know, like, you know, and like, like to sh- pamper his fiance, his fiance, soon to be wife. Did you do the same thing this year, Stephen? Um, we tried to keep it low key. Cause yeah. We got a wedding to pay for. Um, I just got her some chocolates and a card and some roses. Yeah. And then some, uh, I'm not going to say fake jewelry, but like costume jewelry. Cause yeah, yeah. I'm tired of buying her expensive stuff, and then she don't seem to care about it. So And don't never wear it? Uh, she wears it, but then I got a reminder. Like, I want to see it every day. <laughs> like, but I got her I got her some jewelry, like $20. So. Oh, I know how that feels. She seemed to like that shit more. So I'm like, I see how happy yeah. you get when people give you free stuff that costs like $7. <laughs> so I'm just going to start buying $7 stuff. Well, you figure costume jewelry, they, they can wear that anywhere, any time of the day. I guess, Co- I mean. Compared hey, to real jewelry. You know, they yeah. sometimes they, they don't really want to wear it everywhere. And that's what they like and that's what they want. Then. That's, that's what, what I buy. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll save my other $227. i go pick up some J's. <laughs> <laughs> Jabir, what'd you do for Valentine's Day? We really didn't do anything. Um, you know, we 13 years deep in this game. <laughs> Valentine's Day really don't mean that much anymore. Uh, but she did get me a rose, which I appreciated. And she I got you a single rose, just like in Boomerang. Yep. Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> she got me a single rose. It was a white rose. Um, Cause I, I think this was years ago. 
I remember saying, like, how come men can't get roses on Valentine's Day? And I guess she remembered. Um, so she got me a rose. So I appreciated it. And I bought her some candles. Like, she's been on a, like, a candle crave for some reason these last couple months. And she was clearly running low. So I just bought her a few candles from Yankee Candle. But we didn't go out to eat. We didn't do anything spectacular. It was just another day. Cool. Ooh. Well, I just went out and bought my wife some uh, edible arrangements, some chocolate strawberries, and a balloon, and a nice card. And I must say, Stephen, I took your advice by just writing words in a card. I felt like she 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 really appreciated that. So, yeah. so I did that, and like the same thing with your beer. We didn't do nothing special because our anniversary is next month. So we're gonna wait oh. till our anniversary to celebrate to really celebrate. That's nice. Yeah, I did go see my mom the day after though. Her birthday is the day after. Shout out, happy Valentine's birthday! Yes, Valentine's happy day. birthday. But um, she liked to pretend that her birthday is Valentine's Day. So, <laughs> if you her friend on Facebook, her her birthday was on the fourteenth. <laughs> you know, I ain't I ain't snitching or nothing like that, because don't nobody none of her friends listen to this. So, um, <laughs> but I went down and surprised her. We went out to dinner. Went to the Olive Garden a place I haven't been. Minimum eight years. Yeah, you you said it in the group chat that you were still full after you left. I didn't get a chance to to ask what did you eat. <laughs> I didn't feel like I had that much, but there's so much probably salt and carbs and whatever we ate. Yep. I got chicken marsala, which really wasn't that bad. It was mashed potatoes and chicken. But then you talk about the bread, breadsticks, which when they first come out of fire, like. <laughs> like, they're so soft and warm and buttery and salty. Uh, we had some salad, but they put so much cheese. Like, I wasn't paying attention. The lady was like, y'all want some cheese? And I don't really eat cheese on salad, but my parents do. And I turned around and looked at my phone. All I heard, and the lady's grinding the cheese. And you just see both of their faces. Like, their eyes are just wide open. Like, they're so excited for this cheese. <laughs> That lady went for like eight, ten seconds, and I had—I was like, "That's enough." <laughs> they cut it off. It was so much cheese. Then they got. Then the lady was like, "Well, I can put cheese on on your plate." And they were like, "Yeah, they both got more cheese, like another seven seconds of cheese just on the plate." Mm. I was like, "Jesus, I'm like that house gonna be mine sooner than I think, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> then, um, what else did we get? Then. We got some type of we had some wine for my mom's birthday and uh what else? She ordered these things. I never seen these before. It was like some type of uh, Italian nacho. So they instead of like beef or chicken, they put like meatballs on them. That Damn. just sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. They were all right. But it was just cool. This was my first time being able to see my mom on her birthday like since like twenty thirteen. So it was cool. Damn, I never even thought of that. When was the last time I saw my mom on her birthday? Well, I'm definitely going to see her this year on her birthday. But, uh, mm, it's been quite some time. Yeah. All right, so let's move forward. <clears throat> Damn, all of a sudden. So <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <clears throat> we just had a whole, like, two-minute break. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That shit was... That shit was like sitting in my throat for some reason. Jesus. Ooh, pause. pause. Uh, 
so this this past week was the 10 year anniversary of Drake's first. Is it his first mixtape? Because nah, I, I didn't follow Drake most, like that. I say most popular. It's not his first. Okay, his most popular mixtape so far gone. Um, I remember at my wedding we did play uh, "Best I Ever Had." That was our song that we came out to after uh, our ceremony. So I know this was a big thing for at least people in our generation, and I'm sure those under us, because that was their, I guess he's their Jay-Z technically. Um, so I guess just wanted to give some time to talk about when it first came out, what did you guys think? How did you feel? Did it make you a fan of his initially? And I can just go straight off the back, no. Uh, <laughs> I liked Best I Ever Had, and there were a few songs on there that I can't even remember, and I had to pull up the track list. Would you guys like me to go through the track list? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I hope now, I will say on Spotify, sometimes they have like three or four albums for the same album. Yeah. So I hope this is the right one. Lust for Life. Houston, yes, Atlanta, this, Vegas. It's the right one. If it starts with Lust for Life, <laughs> then it's the real one, yes. Okay. Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. Successful. Let's call it off. November 18th. Ignorant shit. A night off. Say what's real. Little bit. Best I ever had. Unstoppable. Uptown. Sooner than later. Bria's interlude. The calm. The outro. Brand new. Congratulations. I didn't know congratulations was on there. As I guess that's a a streaming bonus because I don't remember that being on the original one that I downloaded back in the day. Don't know that song. Can't even. Not even gonna act like I do. (laughs) I mean, when 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 was the first time that you heard it? Like, how did you know the mixtape existed? For Um, either one of you. I think I heard "Best I Ever Had" on the radio. And uh, I think kept, I think everybody heard "Best I Ever Had." That was the but, hit for. But I didn't know who it was. I think I just kept hearing it, and then eventually I just I heard somebody talk about it. It was either you, Stephen, or maybe Simone, or somebody around me said something like, "Oh, this is Drake." So the first and time just, you heard about Drake was because you heard "Best I Ever Had" on the radio for yep. both of you. No, nah, I, I think I think I heard successful before best I ever heard best yeah. I ever had. Yep, I heard. And, go ahead. Yeah, and uh, I remember I was dating my wife at the time, and that song came on the car. She was singing Trey Song's part so hard. Street <laughs> Tracer. So I was like, "What are you doing?" Like, and then uh, best I ever had. Like that song got annoying to me after a while. I just felt like the radio station just kept playing it non-stop, non-stop. Yeah. I must have been really late because yeah, y'all are you, saying Successful came out first? Yeah, well, I think it did, yeah, because best I ever had, but if you heard it on the radio, then the, the CD had been out for, the mixtape had been out for a minute by then. Yeah, well, yeah, I was late. Um, and, I, and I like Ignis shit, too. I, I don't know, for some reason, I like that track. I don't know why. Because it go hard. <laughs> it's hard <laughs> as shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's a Just Blaze track. What do you mean? Like, like, I love that what, track. What is, so what is it to be confused about? <laughs> I, wait. So, question for y'all. Do y'all like that version or the the Jay-Z and Beanie Siegel version? Can I like both of them? Like, what's the problem? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm I don't understand like, why we got to, like, I can only like one. No, I'm just asking. Do, do you have a preference or? Nah, I just want. Matter of fact, you can take all four of them off. The Just Blaze production is <laughs> 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 That's like, fair. you can play it just in the background. I just, mm-hmm, yeah. 
Just did that. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I mean, the first time I heard I heard Drake was one of my friends on Facebook put a PowerPoint or a slide or some type of photos up that had music and for his for his line that just crossed. And I heard the song and I was like, who is this? Like, what, what am I listening to? Like, so I went and like read the comments. I'm trying to figure out whose song is this? Like, never heard this voice before. Never heard this song before. So I'm like going through. Finally, somebody in the comments said, they asked, somebody else asked like, who whose song is this? And they said who it was. And then I went and, you know, this was the time where it was, it wasn't as easy to get singles as songs as it was, but you know, the dark web yeah. was still out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently the shit was already hot. So I just downloaded the whole CD and then I was like, damn, this shit bang. Like, I mean, Lust for Life is a great intro. Like, intros are really important to me. Like, to set the mood and the tenor for the CD. Like, sometimes you got people like Ludacris who put, like, a banger on there. And then you have somebody like Drake who tries to set the mood for, like, yep. the CD. And he's trying to... He, Drake does a great job, in my opinion, of transitioning songs. Like, he does a great job of, you know, putting songs next to each other that can transition to one another. And makes this, it makes it feel like a whole event not just we just threw some songs on there you know so go ahead i'm just looking at this list i I don't know half of this shit (laughs) and and that just lets you know like i i I care more so when he raps and i'm not saying he doesn't rap on here because clearly he does but when he starts singing i just lose interest so it's hard for me to keep track of like certain songs and this was so long ago i don't know the last time i even listened to so far gone it has to be when we were in college still. No, this didn't come out in college. This came out in Sorry, my bad, my bad. I'm talking like right after college. Yeah. Like 2009 was maybe the last time I listened but to this. But this actually came out like a couple of days before, I want to say Valentine's Day. Like I remember going on my Valentine's Day date playing this. And the girl asked him like, who is this? And I was like, you know, you love when somebody asks you, like you bring out some new music to somebody. <laughs> and they'd be like, what's this? And you'd be like, oh, you don't know what this is? <laughs> It does make you feel a little special. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to say this came out a couple of days. Like the whole city came out a couple of days before Valentine's Day. Um, Let me see Matt. if it has a... It says February 15th. Wait, that's wrong. Because that says 2019. That's, no, it, that's, no, it, that's, came, out, it so, came out February no, 2009. Yeah. So. Oh, yep. Okay. February 15th, 2009. Um, I mean, I just remember listening to... But see, this is the quintessential Drake album. Because you talk about you like when he raps. There's some hard-ass rapping on here. Like, he has a handful of songs where he's like, this is some of Drake's best rapping. And then he has some songs where he sings. And you're like, this is some of best, Drake's best singing. Like, if you want... This is this is why I get irritated when people, when they're like, oh, I don't like when he raps, or I don't like when he sings. Because he's all... This CD right here is him at his best doing both rapping and singing. Like... That's kind of what he is. He's a rapper-singer type dude. I, I don't care if he sounds like Beyonce or, or Gerald Levert on track. Like, I really don't care, B. Like, I don't care for the singing. I don't want Gerald to do Levert it. I had, to, I had to think of a male because I said Beyonce, and that was kind of disrespectful to say he should sound like Beyonce. So I was like, let me, let me at least name a dude. I, I fucked with Gerald Levert. All right, Keith Sweat. 
Nah, 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 he's terrible. He's um, wearing wines too much, man. Johnny Gill. <laughs> like I, I just, I just don't care. I really don't. Okay, I mean it's dope. <laughs> like I, I yeah, don't know I'm, what to tell you. Like I don't know. No, it's, what the, what the, clearly I'm in the minority because other people like it. I, I just don't care. But good for him. Nice ten year anniversary. Maybe I'll go back and listen to some of it. I do think my my one thing for Drake on this is he has tried to push this as an actual CD or EP for so long. It's like, bruh, it's a mixtape. It's a yeah, mixtape. Like, I, I can't give you props for picking out beats that other people have already had and then you just hopped on top of them. Like if all the beats are not originally yours, even if they're samples, then they're not it's not it's not a CD. And guess what? Couldn't buy it in the store. If it didn't have a barcode, it's not a it's not a CD. Oh yeah, we were still buying CDs at that time. Yeah. Well, not all the time, but <laughs> <laughs> it was like the beginning of the end of the CD. It's a it's a great it's a great mixtape. It's also at the end of what we could call the mixtape era too. Like two thousand nine, mixtapes were just about dying out. Like as a medium for people really putting out new music. Yeah. Like now, somebody comes out with a mixtape. You like why? Why don't you just put out a CD? <laughs> but it, it it was dope. Like I I I'll say this in the moment, I didn't think like, oh, this dude is doing something that different because we already had like that's why it's interesting that him and Trey were such good friends and Trey kind of brought him in the game because I felt like Trey Song was already doing this. Yeah, Trey 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 was known for mixtape as well. But yet, but Trey was also doing this singing rapping thing. Yeah, and then you had Chris Brown who wanted to be a rapper, but he was doing singing like but every I, now I, and then. I'm gonna say to this though: Who do you think is better, Chris Brown or At Trey? What? Or Trey in rapping? In rapping? Oh, I, but see, uh, I don't think Chris Brown's good at rapping. How about okay, that? okay, okay. I don't think Trey Song's great, but I also am not sure if Trey Song is actually rapping. Like that's always been one of my biggest like things with people like yeah. genuine. Does genuine sing or is he a talker singer? Yeah, yeah. Cause it sounds like some of the some of the some of the joints that Trey does is like he's singing and rhyming at the same time. So he's yes. really not rapping. I, I understand what you're saying. Absolutely. So I, I it's hard for me to judge. I mean it sound all all that matters is it sounds good. It sounds oh, good. So are y'all saying this uh what's that nigga that sounds the same on every song that I keep talking about? What's that nigga name from? Give me on a you. That nigga. What the fuck was that? <laughs> me, what, what's that nigga's name, man? What you sound like Keith Sweat. What's that nigga's name? Wow, that I said you got, the same. He you got to nerve to talk about Drake. Hey, what the fuck was that? <laughs> hey, I, I ain't trying to sing. I ain't trying to sing. What is this nigga's name? Whatever. What song does he make? Oh, what song has he made? I'm trying to find this nigga's name. Is That's from, how much I don't care about him. Is he from Atlanta? I don't know where this nigga's from. <laughs> Give me Bryson a Bryson Tiller. Oh. oh. I don't think Bryson spits, though. He that does, nigga raps and sings? Does sometimes, yeah. I mean, Drake, Drake has spawned a whole generation of niggas that rap sing. Like I, that's that's the thing. Like that's why that's what I was trying to say. Like when I first heard this, I never thought like, man, 
this is going to be the new wave. Like, everybody's going to try to sing and rap. Jabir, what song were you just saying? <laughs> right. I think, I think it was that uh, in exchange shit. You know why? Because I heard it earlier and I was like, this shit is nothing, trash. Like, I hate like this that. song. <laughs> Listen, I'm not trying to act like I can sing because I can't. No, I'm just I saying, I never. To. Even the song that you. That song. Yo, I swear that's what, what song was that? I'm right to tell us. That exchange shit. <laughs> oh, okay. They give me on a you in exchange oh for me. God. That he shit. did it again. Break it down. He did it again. <laughs> Break it down. You should stop, please. You playing my song. That shit. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Don't that edit that out. That trash. Don't edit that out, please. No, we keeping that. Yes. I'm I'm gonna get y'all to believe that he is really trash. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure y'all understand this at some point. Do you not like R and B? Like that's a genuine question. Like, I don't like him. But who do you like? I, like what R and B people do you like? I don't like current R and B singers though. That's okay. the thing. I, I really don't listen to current R and B. Okay. I mean that's that's so why I, I mean that's that's what I'm trying to figure out because if you don't like any of these singing rapping ass niggas nah, like, it's really hard to I don't so what yeah. would you consider Bruno Mars then is he more pop or is he like what I would what, say what? he's pop okay and there's nothing wrong with that I like his songs but I so it wouldn't come like if I typed in R&B on my phone like that he would never come up so what about like her LMA I'm not an LMA fan like she got a song or two Simone loves her I, I can't really stand her what about Jacquees? Uh, I know you wanna live, so baby keep it real. I know you want that nigga's trash. I'm sorry. Is that what we're doing today? Everybody's singing. <laughs> we just stop. Like we hold got... on. Weren't you just singing Avant? That wasn't Jacquees. No, B E D. Beat my B E D. Yeah, that that's 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 that's, that's Avant, my nigga. No, that's Jacquees no, he re- too. He, he, yeah, he remade it. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, so this is the over thirty section of the podcast. <laughs> like, let's move on to that. something that we all have more knowledge about, please. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's disgusting. <laughs> you right, you were right though. That is a bunt, but yes, Jacquees also he 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 did something to it. He and he, 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 he kind of redid LMA's joint too. Yeah. But that never dropped on. That never came out. But I'm I'm done. I I don't. Hmm. I'm out. I mean, I'm just going to say, I agree with someone that, that LMA CD is fire. Yeah, LMA is dope. Yeah. I haven't listened to all the her CD, but like the few tracks that I heard Charlene listen to, that shit jammed too. Like, I haven't listened to her. I've heard of maybe a song or two. Nothing against it. I just, I've never thought about picking it up. I'll try it, but. I mean, Jack I wouldn't Peace, waste your time. I'm, like, I'm you, out. You're not really in the R&B right now. Like. I mean, are you really into any new music? I mean, we're 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 deviating greatly from what we're supposed to be talking about. So, short answer here. Short answer. What new uh, music do you like? Under thirty n- seconds. Nothing. There we go. Nothing really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move forward. <laughs> All right. So enough of this, and enough of me and Space singing. This past week, BT launched their new show. Boomerang. They launched two episodes. New episode comes on this Tuesday. I think all of us tried to give it a try because of our our connection to the original movie. I watched it. I couldn't stand it. But uh, 
let's discuss how we thought about the episode first before we start diving into the original movie. I never watched it. I'm sorry. I I, I, th- I, th- I just thought we were watching the movie. That was. <laughs> I watched both episodes, and honestly, I hated it. Um, but I also feel, and this is a conversation that me and Charlene had. I was trying to get them. To un- I was trying to understand who were they marketing this to. Who was the demo for this? Because you used a movie title from the early '90s to pull in people, but then you're trying to say that it's a new wave, new style, new a new generation of Boomerang. It's almost like y'all could have made y'all could have named this show anything else. Yep. Like they didn't have. I, I felt like watching the show, there wasn't enough of a connection with the actual movie. To had to name a boomerang like to me that lets me know that y'all think that y'all don't have a strong show that you had to name it something to try to pull in people like it's a, it's a new show like it, it really doesn't have much connection. Well, what messed me up was that's Drew from Everybody Hates Chris. I'm like, God damn! <laughs> like, how old is this guy now? Like, I mean, I watched the commercials for it, and I, you know, I made I, I made a value out too that I said I was going to stop watching BET. So that's another reason why I didn't watch the show. I'm like, I got to keep my promises that I wasn't going to watch the show. I mean, watch BET anymore. But, I mean, from the commercials that I seen and previews that I saw, I thought the show was going to be pretty good. But now listen to what Stevie just said about, like, who are they, you know, like, what are they doing in this show? It sounds like it's all over the place. So I probably, will, probably won't watch it at I'm all. I'm not going to say the show's all over the place. I'm just going to say when I watched it, I won. I couldn't tell how old the characters were. Like, everybody looks young old. Like, are they in their early 20s, mid-20s? Are they early 30s? Like, I couldn't tell because they all look like kids, like, to me. Yep. And then the way they were acting about certain things, like, it didn't feel it didn't feel like it was for somebody in their early 30s. It felt like it. I feel like this. If I was 19, 20, still in college or fresh out of college, I'd love the show. I'd be really interested. But as somebody in his early 30s and y'all are trying to tell me that it's about it's a continuation or if it's a new a new era of a movie that I really love that I was <laughs> too young to probably be watching. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I just don't I just don't see it. Like, I just feel like they could have done without the little the little bit of strands that they tried to put together to make it tie into to the movie. It just was unnecessary. Just, you could just made a new show. Two things I hated the most. One was the rowing scene. It took them 10 minutes to already start biting the movie. Like, you got to gain some equity first with me before you just start biting something that I've watched several times. It just, it came across very inauthentic. It was just, it just felt fake. I was like, eh, I'm off of this shit. So I didn't watch yes. the second episode. I after, watched the first one. Now, after that rowing scene, I was like, oh, I'm done. I think you hit it right. Nail on the head. This is something that me and Charlene also talked about. So I'm glad you said it because I kind of forgot. You're absolutely right. The whole show doesn't feel authentic. Nothing about the show nah. feels authentic. Like even when on the se- did you watch the second episode? Nope. The second episode is even nothing feels genuine. Like it all feels forced. Like the people, the characters don't really have any chemistry. And I, and I hate to say this, like I'm not trying to be the one. the The main characters they just don't feel attractive to me. Like I, <laughs> I'm not a woman, but I didn't. I mean, I know a good good looking man when I see one, like a stealing a line from the boomerang. Like, you know. on, on that point, during the first episode, 
I'm going to call him Drew because I really don't know his <laughs> that's, name. That's, who, that's, uh, that's the only way we know him. Yeah, Drew. <laughs> so that nigga Drew, when he had his shirt off with the do rag, that nigga's nipples was bottomless. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, I said this to Simone. I was like, why his nipples like that? Like, why, <laughs> like, why, like, why does he look like that? Like, he still looks like a kid. And he Yo, had a I wave kinda, cap on. Like, yeah, we're like, still what, doing what? wave caps in 2019. <laughs> I was so lost. I was like, this is disgusting. I was like, they need to get his nipples off the screen. (laughs) But the other thing that bothered me. I hated that chick's wig, too. Sorry to cut cut you off. Oh, my God. Now we're talking about things that we hate. You know, that's in my my bag, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Things that I can't stand. Yeah, we're there now. Uh, That that wig that old girl had on. Horrible. I hated. And we talked about this in a group chat, and I completely agree. They tried to make it look like Insecure. They tried to little slide the music in, yeah. and they tried to cut scenes, and it just, uh, it it just, I didn't like it. it I, I thought it was it was cheap, yeah. and I think while they still have a chance, they need to take this off BET and sell it to Hulu, Netflix, HBO, Showtime, whatever they got it, whoever is willing to take it, they need to give it to them and let them like actually design the show well, and let them take it off. Isn't um what's the name of like an executive producer on the show? Holly. Um Holly Berry? Yeah. What's the last good thing you saw her in? <laughs> wow. We're not gonna do that to Holly Berry. We're not gonna do that to her. No, 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 we're not doing hey, that. I'm just no, saying. no, 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 I'm not letting you do that to Holly Berry. Especially especially after I watched this movie and saw young Halle Berry. We're not doing that. Yeah, um, young Halle Berry. We talking about current Halle no, Berry. We're not what doing has it. she? We're not doing it, James. Stop. <laughs> See, and that's why. Stop. That's why Mike. I, Mike. Matter of fact, I'm saying this now. I completely understand how you feel about her being in John Wick now, because it's it's the equity is kind of gone. Like she's done enough in the past, but recently it's like ugh, you're pushing it. Anyway, <laughs> we, we're hating on the TV show. Um, I I don't think I'm not gonna say it looked cheap. It just was poor. It's poorly written. I think it's poorly written, and and I'll say this: I think it's poorly casted. Oh, absolutely! I'm not saying that the people that are doing it are bad actors, but I just don't believe you. Like, no chem- I, if, if if you feel like there's no chemistry on the show amongst the, the characters and the act the actors, and I guess it is hardly cast. The only there was only two people on the show that I thought really had actual chemistry, and like you could tell that there's there's a deeper story there. It was um. Oh boy, who's a a, pe- a preacher or a pastor, and then the other girl that walks in. Since Jabir only watched the first episode, remember in the beginning when she quits her job and the girl walks yeah. in and they one. Can you explain? That? I don't do drugs, so I, can somebody um send us a message on on any of our <laughs> social media platforms? <laughs> can somebody explain to me why instead of her just smoking the uh, smoking weed, she had the other girl blow into her mouth like. Um, I I didn't understand that. Like, well, if 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 I um if I I never did drugs in my life neither. I'm drug free, but I I think you stumbled through that like. Uh. <laughs> I don't. I I think I think when she I never watched the show. So by you saying that she blew the smoke, I think that's just basically for her to get a high, a contact high. Meaning she didn't. Her lips is not on it. She's just getting a contact high. From inhaling the smoke that's being blown in her mouth. Just smoke the fucking joint. Maybe maybe she don't want her urine to get there. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be found in her urine or not. I don't. It didn't look like they're blood testing. Like, I mean, like no, I'm, I'm just saying. Maybe, maybe, I, I don't know because, I mean, I've really been around a few people that, that do do that. 
And I've been in the car while they did it. Mind you, I'm drug free. But I did. I still, <laughs> I still felt a high because it was just so much weed in the air. Like somebody would say, like, "Oh, I go to a, I go to a, a concert. There's so much weed in the air." I understand what a contact high is. You, <laughs> I understand. We sound so washed. Yo, I don't. We, I don't feel we washed. Are like, I, felt, I felt that was unnecessary. Like, if you're gonna do drugs, do them right. Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, just do it. I don't be like, hey, Jabir, take a sip of that alcohol, then let me get a sip. Of, let me get a drop of your blood so I can <laughs> taste the alcohol. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, do this Molly, and then I'm gonna take a syringe and pour your blood. In. Like, what the fuck? Like, nah. Like, do the fucking drugs. Back in my day, we did drugs. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about what we really came to talk about. Go ahead and introduce like what we really want to talk about, James. So we really want to discuss our, I guess, infatuation with the original movie instead of talking about this horrible show. So, Stephen, would you like to start off and talk? We Before we get into this, we all sat down and watched the movie individually this weekend so that way we can have our own individual takes on how great this movie was and the impact it's had on not just us but all the people that were in the movie as well because a lot of them became superstars well i won't say a lot of them but some of them were already superstars and some of them became bigger stars after this movie yeah we'll we'll, we'll figure it all out i mean i so i listen to another podcast on another network and it's called and they do this thing called rewatchables and it's also the time it's white people movies no disrespect (laughs) So I felt like, hey, let's do our own version of a rewatchable to a cult classic movie. And I hate to say cult classic. It's a great movie. It's a great fucking movie. It's a, just a great movie. And, it, and the rewatchable is so, it's such a great movie. You can jump in almost at any time. I didn't realize this. Did y'all realize that it was that long? Yeah. I, I realized that when I was like, damn, this shit is long as hell. Yeah, it's almost two hours. Like, I don't remember, maybe because I don't remember ever watching it from the very beginning, or like if I do start watching it, I change the channel, like, or I start doing other things. I never realized that movie is almost two hours long. <laughs> and, and, and it goes back to what you said about the TV show, about the, the, the cast and the, and the chemistry. Everybody in the, the movie, original Boomerang, they all had chemistry. You got Damon Allegrier, you got Martin. You got Eddie Murphy, you got Holly Berry, you got Tisha Campbell. Um, well, I think a lot of them knew each other, so that helps. Well, some of them knew each other from House Party, so th- let's, let's, let's go ahead and get into it. So let's do a little background on the movie. So the director directed House Party two years before. Um, you know, you got Eddie Murphy, who is basically one, is the biggest black actor in the world. I mean, he can really do no wrong. He's coming off of an incredible run of movies. So you think about Eddie Murphy, his first movie is in 1982, in 48 hours. Like, he's coming out for SNL, and he jumps right into a classic. And he, he's awesome. And then, I, so, they talk about movie runs, like, in three, like, who, like, what's your three best movies? Eddie Murphy has an incredible, like, ten movie run from 1982 to pretty much Boomerang, which is, like, he does 48 Hours and Trading Places. Those are your very first two movies. Those are both dope. Yes. Then he does this movie that <laughs> I've never heard of and that nobody I've talked to had heard of. Have y'all heard of this movie called Best Defense? Best Defense? Nah. nah never yeah. heard of that. So I guess that's a throwaway. That He needed a check. Uh, so this is the one bad movie out of 10 is Best Defense. Then he does Beverly Hills Cop. Classic. 
The Golden Child. Classic. Woo! Beverly Hills Cop 2. Oh. Ah. Uh. <laughs> it, it, the it, second one was cool. Yeah, it's cool, but it's not. It's for as compared to the other ones I named. It's all yes. right. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than Best Defense, I guess. <laughs> I guess. After that, coming to America. Oh my mm. God. Harlem Nights. Mm. Another Forty Eight Hours. Oh man. Mm. And then that Boomerang. Okay. Mm. So that's Woo. ten movies and nine bangers. Where, where does the stand-up fit in? When, when did you do the two stand-up? Don't they count as movies, too? Because then they're release, releasing the movies, too? Uh, they're not films, though. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. They're not, like, scripts or but anything. But I will, I will say that also heightens the, the bar. Because he had, what was it, two stand-ups? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's tough. Yeah. To add that to the nine out of ten movies. So that just lets you know. I don't think, I don't think people a little bit younger than us realize, like, Eddie Murphy was the man out here in these streets. Like, really, like, dude was could do no wrong in Hollywood. Like, he was the only black dude who could get anything greenlit, and he used his power wisely. Like, he literally did films with nothing but black people. I mean, besides the Beverly Hills Cops, once he did Beverly Hills Cop 2, it was like, all black everything. Like, yep. all right, I got all the money and the juice. I'm just hiring my folk. And, <laughs> 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 okay, so more background. You, he has coming to America. He then decides that he wants to write and direct a movie. He does Harlem Nights. Hmm, that was a I can watch so, that every day. So Harlem Nights, <laughs> we love Harlem Nights. You know Eddie Murphy hates Harlem Nights. Really? Yeah. And it got bad reviews back in the day. So when it first came out, people didn't like it. Like besides black people, like we liked it, but it didn't do it didn't do numbers. It's it's had another life like on TV and on BET and channels like that. So we love Harlem Nights and. Think of all the comedians that were in Harlem Nights. Like, I, I love Harlem Nights because what Eddie did with it was like, hey, I'm going to get every famous black comedian I can, and we're going to make a movie. Yeah, he had Richard Pryor. Yeah. Uh, Red Fox. Red Fox. I can't remember the the, the lady the lady who he shot in the foot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. So, he had a bunch of people. He had Richard Pryor, Red Fox, um, Desi Arnaz. Who else? Della Reese. That's her name, Della Reese. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, Jasmine Whitley. Guy. Yeah, Jasmine Guy. Um, you know, we, somebody who's in this movie, Sunshine, mm. Louis Shine. Uh, Arsenio Hall's in that movie. I mean, it's just, it's an incredible cast. Robin Harris is in that movie. Mm. So, he doesn't like it because it didn't make money. Like, Eddie Murphy was in that time where it had to make money for to it to be a big hit. To make sense, he had to make Yeah, money. and so it didn't make money like Coming to America did. So, he's actually in a funk. Like, he's not happy. He, he, took two, he takes two years off. He doesn't do anything for two years because he feels like, oh, man, I, di- I directed this movie and it didn't do well. So he comes back after watching House Party and he kind of gets a little juice and he's like, I want to do something. And the big thing around Boomerang is think about the movies that came out in the early 90s, like a black movie, especially with black characters. It's either you got to be a gangbanger, you got to be a drug dealer. Are you got to be somebody living in a gun-infested neighborhood trying to beat the odds? So basically, you got to live in the ghetto. Yes. Yeah. So think about, okay, Boomerang comes out in 92. Let's think about what comes out around 91, 92. So 91, you got Boys in the Hood. Mm. Um, let's see what else we can think. 91, you also have New Jack City. That's another mm. classic. 93, you got Menace to Society. But I want you to think about uh, what's the similarities in all these movies. Yeah, it's all, it's all drug-infested movies. <laughs> yeah. Poetic Justice, 93. 
Uh, I don't know if y'all remember that that black cowboy movie Posse. That's ninety three. I know the movie, but never yeah. watched it. White man can't jump. That's ninety two. Oh, Malcolm X is ninety two. Mo Money is ninety two. So I'm just saying, like y'all don't. There's no black rom coms. Like there's no, there's no romantic comedies. Juice comes out ninety two. What else comes out? Uh, House Party came out in 1990, obviously because the directors in that. House Party two came out in 91. Like I'm just trying to get everybody's mind wrapped around like the type of movies. If you were a black person, the type of movies they casted you in. So the idea that there was a movie that was going to be have a black lead, leading man, and it was a romantic comedy. That was that was new, and when people did didn't Mo believe Eddie Murphy out? to do it. What'd you say? When did Mo Better Blues come out? I don't know, nigga. Hold on. I, 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 <laughs> I thought you. I thought you had a list up because I'm thinking that's nineteen ninety. Somewhat. Nineteen ninety. That's some. Well, it's not a. It's not a. Rom- it's not a romantic comedy. Yeah. Uh, it's not a romantic right. comedy. So you got Eddie Murphy saying, "Hey, I want to be rom- I want to do romantic comedy." I meet, he meets with some people from SNL that used to help write. And they come up with this script, and they sell him. He sell they he he goes to the he goes to I want to say, is it Paramount? I think it's Paramount. Yes, it's Paramount. And they say, hey, we had this movie. Eddie Murphy wants to do it, and because he's Eddie Murphy, they say yes, we'll do it. So now we get another movie, and then Eddie Murphy gets a black director because it's Eddie Murphy, and I want a black director. <laughs> <laughs> he gets all these black stage people, and they hire all these black people. And they make this movie. And then we have Boomerang, which is just an incredible movie. It's an incredible, incredible movie. Word. What'd you say? I said incredible is not the word. No, it's not. I think it's actually underrated. Like because it's at the end of his run. And a lot of people always talk about, you know, 48 hours, trading places, coming to America. I think this movie is actually more important than Coming to America. It's not as good, obviously. Coming to America is probably Eddie Murphy's best movie, but it's at the end of the height of his powers. And he did something that nobody else was doing at that time. Making a romantic comedy where, you know, and the other thing that I think that we don't realize too, Eddie Murphy ain't really like super attractive. So for him to play this guy that's supposed to be like suave and picking up Picking up women and be sexy. I, that's real acting. I mean, the thing is, funny people get they get lots of women. Like Eddie Murphy, if you see the women that Eddie Murphy be, has been with, has been married with, has kids with, they bad. Like, Especially uh, just, <laughs> just get the Googles. Yeah. <laughs> like, like his baby mamas be bad. So don't get it wrong. Real life Eddie Murphy, he pulled them too. But he in this movie, he was supposed to be he wasn't supposed to be Eddie Murphy. He's supposed to be this the smooth character, Marcus. you know, and the other great part is they actually show black people like in the business world too. Yeah. It wasn't now, just, Oh, what do you do? Like our one, we don't know if you have a job or two, your job is some sketchy shit. Like, no, this dude went to work in the flyest suits in the nineties. Had the, fl- had a nice house. Had, yes. Had a penthouse that they was never worried about money. Nothing like that. He wasn't trying to make it out. You know, it was the first time you could say like, there's some positive, Black influences, like on he also, a movie he also, yeah. he also had youth in the movie. So like with art, yeah. There, were, there was lots of stuff in the movie. So it's a. My, go ahead. I have a question though. The f- very first scene when he walks in the building, there is nothing but black women around. That's fake. Yeah. 
Yeah. We'll, we'll get into I, that. Hold on, slow down, slow down. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that. That that is that is it's fake. Like actually, yeah. I guess I guess we're just jumping to it right now. Like I've never seen that many black women in a business building ever I, in my life. I never, you know what? As as a kid, I never noticed that. But when we sat down and watched it last night, it, it was just like, wait a minute, hold it. There's one, two, three. Seven, nine, twelve. I'm like, yo, why is there so many women in here? Yeah. <laughs> no, not not just I, women, black women. That's one. Yeah, that's I'm one like, level of it. Is I've never seen that many black women in a business office. Two, I've never seen that many beautiful black women in a business office. Especially, it, the it, chick, it just, especially when I'm walking down the steps. I was like, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. There's a lot of stuff in that movie that I took out of that and applied it to my relationships, like. <laughs> Like, for instance, like, you know, when he pulls up the sheet to look at the toes and stuff, if your toes is busted, I ain't fucking with you. All right. You're skipping too far ahead. So, I'm sorry. Skipping too far ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to say that. <laughs> I mean, so go ahead. One of y'all get the plot to the movie. Come on. Let's just, let's just kind of go through the movie a little bit. So, A. Murphy is an ad exec. Marcus. Marcus Graham. Yes. <laughs> And I think I think it's really interesting how the movie starts. I like I like the walkthrough thing, uh, scene, like he ain't dap the security guard up like they did in the stupid ass TV show. Cause we know <laughs> that ain't real. <laughs> nah, now I do. First of all, I'm not Marcus Graham by no means, but I will say when I walk into the building, I do talk to the security guards and I dap one of them up. Like, is, she, I, I is it a black that. woman? Is it a black woman? Yes. No, all you know why? Because black women take their jobs more serious than anybody on earth. <laughs> yo, I'm not, I'm not. Yo, you're absolutely right. Uh, when I go to when I go to work at the gate, there's a there's a black woman. Normally, you know, you got to show your badge before you go in. And whenever there's a black dude there, he just let me go right through. Whenever it's her, she's like, pop your trunk, swipe your ID badge. Yeah. I'll be like, I'll be like, yo, I forgot my ID badge. She goes, oh, well, you got to park behind the gate. You can't come through. <laughs> I wasn't irritated that he dapped a security guard up, a secure a member of the security force up. On the TV show, I was upset because I know good and damn well ain't no black woman dapping you up at her job. <laughs> <laughs> I went to my mom's job to see her. She barely gave me a hug. Like oh, I'm at work, we on duty. <laughs> like, so I'll tell you right now, ain't no black woman that's securing no building, giving no little boy no dap. <laughs> that's that's fair. The most you get is that I get head nods. Yes, I'll get oh. those. I've gotten a salute. Like there's always a sign of like I recognize you. Yes. It, it is that's the other thing that makes it so amazing that there's so many black people at this ad agency. Because usually when we see other black people that work, you have to acknowledge, oh, you in here too? What up? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and let's be clear, if you don't acknowledge, you're not part of the cause. I hate them niggas. I hate walking down the hallway and they see you and you see them and they kind of look away because they don't, you know, they don't want to be seen or they don't want to be, oh, like, you know, I don't want them to know that I know him. Like, okay, nigga. <laughs> I, see, I see how this shit go. But see, my work environment is totally different from y'all. My, my work environment is all white people. And I hate to say this, like, most of the black people that work there, on my, um, when I go to work, are either the janitors or security guards. 
So as soon as I walk through the door, it's I automatically, hey, how you guys doing? Like, I don't never want to come off be all disrespectful to them. Even when the dude comes into my office to get the garbage can, I hand him the garbage can. Like, nah, I ain't going to make you walk over here and get the garbage man, garbage bag. Nah. Like, I, I don't just, hand him the garbage can, but I'll move it from underneath my desk. Yeah. You know, yeah. like. It's just a level of respect because, like, I don't, I want all black people to make it in life. So, like, I just, whenever I see them, I try to encourage them. Like, yo, why don't you fill out an app? Try to, try to do something, do something else. And, you know, some of them do it, some not. I'm comfortable about it. Which, I mean, but you say that, but you got to respect their job that they already currently have, too. Yeah, exactly. That, that's why I said it's, it's you all decision if y'all yeah. want to do it or not. But, they, you know, here's that's the application. Why, that's why I only move the trash can. I don't hand you the trash. Like, <laughs> you got to do your job. Like, I don't want you to feel like your job. Like, man, I think so little of your job that I'm just going to do it for you. Nah. Yeah. You coming here to pick up the trash, I move it from underneath my desk. Because I, I don't think that you should have to reach under my desk in front of me. That seems yeah. kind of beneath that seems like you some type of like I own you or something. Yeah. So I move the trash can, but you're gonna pick the trash up. That's what you're here to do. Yeah. You know. You see you see the slave master over here and saying that. <laughs> I wanna literally just say that. Like they pick my trash up and they get from underneath the trash. <laughs> nah, I don't I don't do that. I don't do that at all. Oh my goodness. So let's I've go. seen I've you know what, never mind. Let's, let's go let's, back let's, to the movie. Let's, let's go, go back, back to, to the, the movie. movie. <laughs> Cause it, it's gonna get real racist in here. Cause shit I've seen. Nah, I need my job. Oh jeez. So I mean, basically, let, let, do a quick rundown of the movie. You want to do it, Jabir? All right. So Marcus Graham, ad exec, uh, trying to move up. The company's being acquired. So he tries to find a way to move up by pretty much sleeping with uh, who he thinks is taking over his company. He is mistaken, and Robin Givens ends up becoming his boss. And he ends up having this slight love affair with her. Well, not, I, I guess love affair is the proper term to use. Um, and before he does all this, they show all his quote-unquote player ways and how he treats women, and he's more so caring about the aesthetics of a woman instead of caring about how she actually is as a person. And when he meets Robin Givens, she actually starts to do the same thing to him. And there's a, well, I mean, anyway, let me just finish going through the movie. So as he's, <laughs> as he's uh, going through these feelings, they have a <clears throat> kind of like a fight at a restaurant. He pretty much breaks up with Robin Givens. He feels heartbroken. Nah, he he understands. Let's, let's get well, it straight. She yes, broke up with him. <laughs> <laughs> she did. All right. She did say it's over. And. You know, he's heartbroken, he's distraught, and he don't know what to do with himself. And then he meets another, well, he doesn't meet another woman, but uh, he falls in love with Holly Berry. And then he goes back to Robin Givens. So then it creates his love triangle. And <clears throat> once again, he fucks up. He's distraught, fucking up friendships and personal relationships with women. Then he finally gets his life back in order, puts his friendships back in place, and has a new beginning with Holly Berry movie over. So one thing that I know is... At, for a two-hour movie, and I want to see y'all felt the same way. They wrapped that shit up real quick at the end. We had all these details about all this other stuff, but once like he realized he didn't want to be with Robin Givens, he got back with Holly Berry like that. The movie was over. It, like it takes like ten minutes to end the movie. <laughs> it's quick as shit. <laughs> it, it was quick. Yeah, like he all he had to do was show up at her job with some little kids, and she took him back. I wish it was that easy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish it was that easy. So, uh, I, let's talk about some of the characters. So, Eddie Murphy, we kind of talked about where he was in his life. 
Robin Givens. So let's say the four main characters, or at least the three main characters, are Eddie Murphy, Robin Givens, Halle Berry. Robin Givens got in this movie. I don't think Robin Givens is that attractive for her to be like falling fall over your life for her. Her head is huge. But I think I think I think, I think, that, I think at that particular time when the movie was being filmed, she was probably maybe how do I word it without being disrespectful. Whatever you're gonna say is wrong. She was all right. Like, no, she, maybe, like maybe found her attractive. Maybe she was she was more out there because of the whole Mike Tyson but thing. Be, so that's the thing, though. People hated her. Like black people hated her because this is after the Mike Tyson thing. Like people think that she's a gold digger, and they don't like her. Like she, the reason they part of the reason they casted her um, was because they were like, yeah, people don't like her, so she would be great to play an ice queen. So and she damn sure did play the hell out of yeah, that role. She really did. And and the other reason why I say like even like now as an adult as an adult like when I was younger I thought she was pretty but I probably thought every black woman was pretty when I was five when the movie came out. Um, Halle Berry they know Halle Berry looks better than her because the first time you see Halle Berry they got her covered up like there's not a drop of skin showing. Did she have a kufi on too? <laughs> nah, not the first time you see her. Oh okay. No, okay. the first time you see her is that is that the Shranje. Coming out ceremony. Oh, that's right. I said goofy. Like she has this this full length, all the way down to her wrist, like dress on, and then Robin Gibbons has like this scantily clad thing where her shoulders are out, and it's like y'all know the truth. We all know the truth right now. <laughs> Halle Berry looks way better than Robin Gibbons, but y'all gotta try to dress. They work so hard to dress Halle Berry down to try to keep her from outshining Robin Gibbons. And it didn't work. Like, every yeah, time I saw Halle Berry, like, I just kept on telling Charlene, like, damn, your Halle Berry is bad as fuck. <laughs> but you do know the difference between Halle Berry and what's her name is that she didn't have a sex scene in the movie. Halle Berry didn't have no sex scene in the movie. She didn't need one. I know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, she didn't need... I, I, I get... I, what, what are you trying to get at here? No, I'm just trying to say, like... The way that they do Robin Givens compared to Holly is they knew they had to put a sex scene in for for Robin Givens to even uh, promote to make her look decent. I don't I don't think so. You don't think so? Nah. They gave her all that weave to try to make her look decent. And that shit was horrible. Her face is horrible. <laughs> oh. You imagine what she looked like when she woke nah, let me stop. I've let actually stop. seen Robin Givens on the street without all that makeup and weave. And she look exactly what you think she looked like. <laughs> like busted. Like, so, all right. <laughs> so, Halle Berry. We're, but Robin Givens. I ain't editing that out. I'm just telling you that right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, I don't That's care. stay in there. Robin okay. Givens, this is, she's not really anywhere in her career. Like, I, I'm not really sure what the Robin Givens career arc is. But we'll we'll talk about that later. Like, we'll see, like, if this is her biggest moment. Um, spoiler alert, it is. Uh, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Spoiler it alert, is. it is. <laughs> you know. Then you have Halle Berry, who, I, I okay. And maybe this is just me. And I've said this like three, four times. I knew Halle Berry was beautiful. I don't know if it's HD or if it's just like they remastered the show. Like I was really blown away at how beautiful Halle Berry was, and she was she she was probably the best actor in this movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not she, was, that, she was yeah. very pretty. Like I, there was nothing. I don't, I, I don't care if it was HD or looking back at the RCA when we had it on VHS. Yeah. It still looked the same to me. She was very pretty. So we also then have Martin. Martin, I mean, Yo. he has a, a 
apart. Like, do y'all know his name on the movie? Tyler. Yo, I didn't know that till yesterday. <laughs> That's fine. Not even gonna lie, I I had no idea what his name was through the whole movie. I think they only said it once. Almost everybody else's, but his. Yeah. No, we counted. They said it three times. Okay. Well, in one of those three times, I caught it once. <laughs> <laughs> then you have David Allen Greer, who's also a, his name is Gerard. Gerard. Yeah. Gerard. We all know Gerard's name because we kind of have to. Uh, I mean. David Allen Greer's had an up and down, not up and down career, but like his, he doesn't do big things. And he's right. a, a, a lot he's of his more. work is, is like stage work. He does a lot of like plays. But he, he got, really, he got that, he got that new TV show that I think it comes on Fox. I can't, I think it's, I can't remember the name of it. It's pretty good though. I watch it. Wow. Couldn't it's, tell It's you. pretty good. It's pretty good though. So, so that's where most of the main cast is. I mean, we got some other big stars like Grace Jones and the dude that plays uh, Nancy Nelson. I can't remember his real name. I think it's like Jeffrey Holder. I think Chris Rock is in it too, right? Isn't Chris, Chris Rock, the Rock man is man? in it? Yeah, Chris Rock's in it. Eartha Kitt's in it. Oh, Tisha Campbell. Um, and then, you know, we got... How many times are you going to say Marcus? Yo, that's the funniest part. <laughs> that's the last time. Oh, <laughs> um, jeez. What's, what's Gerard's pop's name? Um, oh, John Witherspoon. Yeah, you got to coordinate. Yeah. Um, but they're not main... They're not. It's not a main character. But so, the supporting actors were good as well too. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like they did a really good job with this. So um before we hop into the categories that I kinda wrote out, can we talk about the soundtrack? Like when this is when soundtracks really meant something. Yo, Steven, yo, you must have you dug hard in this movie. <laughs> the soundtrack. <laughs> yes. Cause this is still the early nineties. Like soundtracks were important. This is how you got new music. This yo. these were mixtapes. Let me pull this up and let me see if I can pull up the soundtrack. These these were the mixtapes. Simone did mention like Tony Braxton's like. This is t- she did like five of the songs. Yeah, but this is Tony Braxton's. She only did one song, but like. Oh, it definitely sounds. She they oh, played the same only- song over and over, but Tony Braxton did one song. But this was her. No, love should have brought you home last night, and the song at the end of the uh, movie. It's not That's on not the five, soundtrack. It's, two. it's not on the soundtrack. It's not, oh shit! <laughs> it's not <laughs> on the soundtrack. Yeah. Jabir, don't, they, don't they, argue. <laughs> Jabir, don't don't no. Stephen no, did I'm his homework on this one. They they used. There is another. Oh, okay, you're right. There's another one. Give you my heart. That's the one. But that's a babyface song. Okay, I was about to ask. Like, did they use other music that's not on the soundtrack in the movie? I just want. Pro- yeah, of course. I mean, Atomic Dog is the very first song you hear. That's not on the soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Can we also talk about the very beginning of the movie? The first thing that we know, why did it look like a, uh, what is it called? A clip art when they first turn, when the movie first starts. <laughs> like, the beginning That's of the movie looks like so HD cheap. now. Yes. <laughs> but no, Tony Braxton, um, Love Should Have Brought You Home. Fun fact, this is like the song that kind of blew her up. And it was the song that kind of gave her a deal. So, they're, um, who was it? Uh, L.A. Reed and what's the other dude's name that's always with him? Um, Babyface? I can't remember the other dude. So L.A. Reed's basically yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 it's, it's LaFace. So it's L.A. Reed and Babyface. Yeah, okay. So they're at they're actually watching the production, like the taping of the movie, and they hear that line, "Love should have brought you home," and they're like, "Man, that's a pretty good line. We should, you can make a song off of that." So they tell the director, "Hey, we're gonna steal that line and make a song." And he's like, "Okay." So. They were trying to figure out who should make this, who should sing the song, and they offered it to a, this young girl that they got on the label. They bring it back to the director. They give the director. They say, "Hey, we got this um, chick that did the song. 
Like, if you like it, then we'll keep her. And if you don't like it, then we'll put somebody else on it. The director for Boomerang hears it. He says, oh, she's great. We'll use it. Boom. Tony Braxton blows up. Damn. That's crazy. I didn't know that. So, I mean, but the soundtrack is is fire. You talk about, um, you got Tony Braxton on here. This is how you know, like, how important soundtracks were. You got an Aaron Hall featuring Charlie Wilson song. What's the name of that song? Is going to be all right. Oh, I see it. Yep. Yeah. I see it. Um, what else you got? Great. They, they gave Grace Jones a song. That's hilarious. <laughs> but on here is a huge song. This song did numbers. Uh, End of the Road, Boys to Men. That's on here? Mm, yeah, that's on the song. soundtrack. Yeah, and it, it was on the soundtrack first. Then they put it on their CD. Mm, mm. Um, what else they got? What's that Johnny Gill song? There you, there you go. go. They got Johnny. Yeah. Whew, and a Shawnee song when Shawnee was famous. Don't want to love you. <laughs> and they have uh, a Tribe Called Quest song. Hot sex. Yeah. So that just lets you know, like, this, like, soundtracks, I don't think the kids nowadays understand. Soundtracks to movies were important. Back then, yeah. Yeah. Back then, yeah, absolutely. This soundtrack actually, it reached number four on the Billboard 200 and number one on the top R&B hip hop albums. Damn. And Boys, the, that Boys the Men song reached number one and stayed there for like a record amount of weeks. They broke an Elvis record on the hot Damn. on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart. So it was pretty big. Like the soundtrack was pretty big. And there's like, let me see. Let me look at the uh, the wiki page now. One, two, three, four, five, five of these songs reached the top 100 off the soundtrack. Damn. There's only 12 songs on the fucking soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> so, the soundtrack was big. Alright, so, let's talk about some categories. Let's get, into, let's get into some categories. I'm the only one that's done research, so if everybody seems kind of frazzled when I ask the questions, it's my fault. I didn't give them no heads up. I just kind of wanted to see gut yeah, reaction. You just, you just told us to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, but I <laughs> wanted it to be fresh. So I, yeah, I, but yeah. It shouldn't be that hard. So, okay, let's start first category. Most rewatchable scenes are seen. So, first thing off the top of your head, like what, what are the most rewatchable scenes? If, if you're changing the channel and this, and you see, and you click on the boomerang, and one of these scenes are on, you're stopping. You in. You're watching the next hour and a half, two hours. Uh, immediately comes to mind is when Eartha Kitt says to Marcus, "I'm not wearing any pants." <laughs> yes. That, that is, is the. Um, <laughs> I will immediately stop doing everything I'm doing to watch her say that. Yeah. That is. Immediately, that part um, and, and for me is the part when he was like, "Can you turn the lights off? Can it get dark in here? Can it get any more darker?" <laughs> yeah. Um, when they're in the store and the dude was like, "We don't keep any cash in here." Oh, the white guy yeah. said something racist, yeah. and when Eddie was walking out, he just ha and he scared the nigga. I was like, "Yeah, that I watched that." Um, come on, you better say so say the part. I'm hoping you say it. I hope you say the part. You say it. Go ahead. What do you think? Yeah, just the, the, oh the the Strange commercial. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! When she's giving birth, yeah. and that nigga's like excellent. <laughs> that part, and or, I, and oh, and when he's putting the panties on the doctor's head. Yeah. <laughs> Grace Jones went off in this movie. She oh did her thing. man. Oh, when she's saying pussy in the store, you want me pussy? in a restaurant? You want pussy? Yes, that's that's he's, a very big iconic scene. He's gay. Yeah. He's gay. <laughs> so what um, else you got, Space? What what else are you if you see this on if you click it over, you stop it in your tracks. And, I can definitely watch it when Gerard's parents come. Yes. The Thanksgiving oh, yeah. Thanksgiving scene. Um 
the same scene which we were just talking about when uh, Grace Jones took her panties off. Like, you want to smell sex? You yeah, want to smell essence, sex? I, I wrote down the essence of sex. That <laughs> um, was that what she called it. Like, he was like, this is the essence of sex. She was like, you don't know the essence of sex. <laughs> uh, I um, definitely watch the part dudes. when he takes when he uh, pulls the sheets back. Look at the toes. Cause I told you I apply that to my relationships. Uh, the when whole- he when they pull up the scene. When they they're trying to edit and they were trying to figure out if it was a nipple, no. he's like, "Oh, that's a nipple." That's a great I'm quote. Drooling. That's a great quote. That is a quotable. Yeah, that's a great quote. Even the, even the the first commercial that he showed when they were doing the banana, they had the oh yeah, the, the kissable commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, anytime I see boomerang going, if I flash over, I'm stopping. But like all those scenes you name, but some of the other ones, and I didn't realize. I mean, just because I never see the beginning, or I feel like I never do. Like when you see. Lily Rashawn the first time and she's looking for that dog. I'm stopping. Oh yeah, yeah. If I see yeah. if I see a young Lily Rashawn on TV, I'm stopping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what she's on. I'm stopping. Um, then you, of course Hammer Time. Uh, what else? Hey, you know the first time you see Robin Givens, they do a really good editing part. Like he he stops in his track. You kind of see somebody kind of look over, like, and then they have that interaction in front of the uh, elevators. Oh, yeah, when she's looking at the magazine or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then she kind of plays him for, like, you can see that, oh, she got the real game. Yeah. Even though, I'll say this, if you tell a woman that she is drop-dead gorgeous and I just have to meet you, that shit work. (laughs) 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 It'll get you five minutes. Like, you had to put, you get get five minutes to talk to her. Um, (laughs) Whatever. Yeah, we get that. Oh, the other one, uh, when they, when they're at, after... So after Sean Jay comes out, which is also another one, when you see her bust out of that thing with the uh, with the white guys pulling her pulling her down, oh yeah, yeah, her around yeah. like they're horses and and she's whipping them, I stop on that too. Like when I see that, I'm like, oh, boomerang's on. Like I'm excited. <laughs> and then he gives her like, this is my Mac Daddy, you know, Jet Ebony oh, Magazine yeah. Mac of the Years quote speech that he gives her. I stop on that too. Um, funny. Funny fact about the 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 dudes pulling her, Sean J. So the director wanted to get uh, Black Panthers. Like he wanted to get Black Panthers to be like the come so for her to like walk out with Black Panthers out of that thing. And uh, Wait, somebody you, told him about like a you talking about like a real cat. Yes, you talking yes okay. <laughs> yes <laughs> okay. If somebody told him it was like um so you're gonna want like. Animals in a room full of thousands of people, hundreds of people. Uh, they were like, "Yeah, that's not gonna happen." <laughs> they were like, "They said something about like if there's one woman on her period, the cats are gonna smell the blood, and that's gonna be pretty much it." Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he changed that up, and they went and got the <laughs> got the big white guys to kind of pull her 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 sleg as she whips them. <laughs> also, another fun fact: she whips them right at the end. There's a last whip. They didn't add the sound so that you hear her whip them at the end. There's one last whip. If you watch it, if you ever watch it again, watch it at the end. Like, cause you hear her like when she's whipping them. There's one last one where she hits them and there's no sound. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what's aged the best? So, watching this movie, what's aged the best? Like, if we could do this again in another movie and people would still enjoy it. Um, I thought this was interesting. Because I feel like if we did this, if we did this podcast like three, four years ago, I would have put this in what aged the worst. 
but now because fashion is coming back and things like like it's cyclical, I put the fashion. I put fashion aged probably pretty well compared to to what people are wearing now. Like yeah. a lot of the stuff that Marcus put off, you could wear now. Well, you yeah, definitely can, definitely yeah. can. And people wouldn't look at you crazy. But like in two thousand nine. If you would have had some of that stuff on, especially how big and baggy clothes were, people would look at you like you were crazy. <laughs> so I think fashion, just because we had this conversation right about now, fashion kind of um, aged pretty well. I also put that uh, the Eddie Murphy Howard hoodie. And Charlene pointed something out as we watched it. He had Howard pants on, too. I didn't see that. Where, where's yeah. that at? He had HU pants the on. The Rowan this. scene. Yeah, in the oh, Rowan okay. scene. There's okay. an HU patch in those pants. So shout out to HU. You know, so uh, that hoodie, and that's a. I, every time I see that, I'm like, man, that's a bad. I've never seen. I don't know where he, he got that hoodie from. Jabir, have you seen a hoodie like that in the store nope. before? I tried, nigga. Let me tell you. <laughs> I, <laughs> let me tell you, because watching the stupid boomerang show, the again, what, what's the nigga name? The light skin nigga, whatever. His, Drew. Yeah. He had on a Spellman hoodie, and I was like, what the fuck is he doing? I was like, where's the Howard? <laughs> I'm like, you, you fucking this all up. So I went looking. For these like '90s hoodies, and I think there's a there's a there's a brand that's doing it, but yeah. I can't find it. So I went on Etsy, I tried googling it, I tried to find separate brands, I could not find that hoodie nowhere. That's a one on one. I'm how telling you right how'd now. How you Google it, Jameer? I you just Google like HBCU sweaters, HBCU pants, Howard University shirts. Like you can't find it on the new store on the new on the new Howard website on the new store site. They have older looking like retro hoodies. But that but hoodie don't look like that. That hoodie is a one on one. I'm telling you, the other thing that got me is he. Had, there's a button on the top of it, like in the middle. There's like a little yep. blue button. Like I'm not sure if it's a button or a clip. That hoodie's fire. I don't care if y'all if y'all don't know nothing about Howard. That hoodie clean. <laughs> like, it is. It's a one on one. Eddie Murphy got that on. made just for him. They was like, yeah. Didn't they name a street after Eddie Murphy in front of the towers? Ain't that street named after him? I don't, I don't know. I'm telling you, that's a one on one. I have no idea. Uh, the other thing that I put that age the best, Halle Berry. <laughs> like, because she, she's still fine. <laughs> uh, and the other thing that I put on here that actually that also aged the best, like that you could do in another movie that still is relevant for today, is racial profiling. Like they're still doing. Mm. You could still you could put a racial profiling in any movie, and it's pretty much still working. So. What you got, Jabir? You got anything else that you feel like aged the best? Uh, no, because at first I didn't understand the question. So, oh, you know. Yo, that's what I said. <laughs> I think you did a good job of answering that for me. Yeah, I'm glad you took me back. I was like, you were like, what aged the best? I'm like, oh, shit. That's why I answered the question the way I did, and you went back. I'm like, well, I answered the question wrong. My bad. Yeah. I, I hope our yeah, listeners don't think I'm a fucking retard. I'm sorry. That's fine. <laughs> I ain't understand it either. I'm with you, straight. <laughs> we straight. Next question. So Next category. You, now that you understand the question, what age the worst? Oh, uh, Robin Givens. That's that's on my list. <laughs> that's on the list. I put I put Robin Givens. In general, she aged the work. Yeah, like I, I think after this, she had like I remember her on Fresh Prince, and then after that, she I just in, she never in, saw her again. She was in Blank Man. Too. Yeah, she was in Blank Man with David. Oh Albert. yeah, she was in Blank Man. I yeah. see. I forgot. And that that's another good movie. Yeah. But yeah, I forgot all about that. You could have put somebody else, and it still would have been the same to me. Yeah, like that that did age pretty badly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Outside of that, um. 
Nah, I can't think of nobody else. Any themes in the movie y'all feel aged aged poorly? Like uh black women inside of an office. I still don't see it. Like, that, that don't exist. It don't. Like it doesn't exist. It, it would be nice if it did, but unfortunately, like back then and now, like it just don't exist. Yeah. Usually black women are admins. Be- yes. At least in, in funny- my in, in my office, that's a lot of them are Correct. Admins. And the one thing they did get accurate about the black office was having a black old admin. Yeah. His admin was old and black. <laughs> that's still that aged the best. <laughs> yes. That that is always the same position. Yes. So outside of that, a lot of that status and the uh the woman that you reference uh with the dog, after I mean, she was like a '90s actor. After that, you didn't really see her anymore. Yeah, she did like had small Actress, parts in sorry. like TV, TV shows and stuff. But yeah, did, after that, yeah. she every the big stars obviously went off and, and took off. But she stayed a supporting type of actress and never really went anywhere. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. But so what else I had on my list? I thought this age probably the worst of anything. The gay jokes. There was a lot of gay jokes in there and. They were funny in 92. I just don't think you can pull some of them off. You can't say that shit now. Yeah. Oh, hey. Like, the chicks with dicks. <laughs> <laughs> why, why it was funny, you can't really do it now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, You just got to say ladyboy. <laughs> 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 like Mr. Chow, and then it's funny again. But, yeah, you can't say a lot of that shit no more. Um, one of the other things besides Robin Gibbons that aged the worst in this movie, Eddie Murphy's hairline. Like in HD, <laughs> in HD, that that hairline is garbage. It's atrocious. Like they drew in half his hair. <laughs> I mean, y'all know it's the truth. Like, is Eddie Murphy now bald now? Uh, he's damn near about to be. Is, is Eddie Murphy? Eddie. I've seen Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, that hairline, Steve Harvey-ish. <laughs> like, he was doing his way before Steve Harvey. That hairline is drawn. It was crazy. You know how bad his hairline is? If y'all think about the Rowan scene, if anybody goes and rewatches this movie, watch the Rowan scene. Eddie Murphy takes more pauses and breaks than anybody else. Martin Lawrence almost rolls the whole time. The rower is hard. <laughs> I want y'all to know. The rower is not easy. <laughs> David Allegri and Martin are both sweating. Eddie Murphy, not a drop of sweat on his body because they got to <laughs> make sure that hairline don't sweat out. That hairline did not age that well. Um, what else I have on here? Uh, their rowing form did not age well. That was garbage. <laughs> like, uh, the other thing, his lies. The lies that he told. Like, we got Google now. So, like, when he tells, like, oh, girl, oh, I was in a car accident. Oh, in the taxi cab, right? The yeah. taxi cab. <laughs> yeah. his, some of his lies were just, <laughs> you, could just you could just find the answer on Google too easily. <laughs> um Something else that I thought is his dating scenes. They were pretty boring. Like he didn't really have a lot of Mac at the during the dates. He like, they played didn't. they played knock knock on the date with Lila Rashawn. <laughs> like really? Well she she played that shit. He played along. Now fuck that. Like <laughs> <laughs> And even when he was on the date with uh, Robin Gibbons at his house, they weren't talking that much either. He was just kinda sitting there. Like his, his the dates were kind of whack. Oh, and, and to go back to your previous question, since you, I forgot you said the date about Robin Gibbons, is the joint when he was waiting for Robin Gibbons to come to the theater, and he knocked on the glass and asked the dude like, "What time the show start?" Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I could watch that scene. 
So I actually had that scene and went aged the worst because uh, well well part of that is uh what was it? Hit, no no not that one that wasn't with aged the that was a great scene. Uh, what else do I have? Home decor. His home decor. I mean, it it, it wasn't great. Like I thought I thought Yo, Angela's home was nicer. Uh, fam, I swear. <laughs> When he hit the play button and the fish tank came, yes, out, I looked at Simone. And I was like, "What the yes. fuck is this?" That's part of it. That's that's so that's so nineteen nineties, early nineties. I was like, "Why would you do this?" Yeah. What else aged pretty badly? Um, first class seats, man. I wish we had those leather seats they was in. Oh yeah, yeah. I wish we had those. That's not what. That is not what first class looks like anymore. Uh, what else? Eddie Murphy's dancing that. Every now and then, like, I thought this was a very sophisticated movie, like, for Eddie Murphy, and he didn't, like, do childish things, but every now and then he pulled out classic Eddie Murphy, I'm trying to do extra shit, and <laughs> his dancing in his cum face, those, those were all Eddie Murphy. Don't touch I, me, don't touch me. Don't I want to be extra, yeah. I, I didn't, I, I really didn't need those. I didn't need to see Eddie Murphy dance. Um, Keys in the hotel. When they <laughs> when they went to the hotel, they he he's like, oh my key don't work. I'm like, damn, they had keys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nigga, you really, Yo, Steve, really Steven dissected investigated keys. I've never even paid attention to that. Steven dissected this movie. But you're right though, movie, key man. for a hotel door. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't even know where really to put a it. Long time ago. Think about you if somebody gave you a key to the hotel. I wouldn't know what to do with it. I'd be like, uh, do I put this with my regular keys? Like, <laughs> I lose it probably. Like you. They had to give you a card now so I could put it in my wallet. And I lose those half the time. Yep. The the last thing I had that aged poorly, the green carpet in the office building. Every time they went to the office, I was like, why the hell do they got a putting green in there? Like, wow. They had Steven. green Steven. carpet in there. Steven. <laughs> you got yo, green carpet in your office? I got to give you a round of applause, yo. Because, yo, <laughs> the way you dissected this movie, I thought you were talking about scenes of the movie this whole entire time, bro. Nigga talking about the car. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but nah, but for real though, I mean, I, I really didn't pay attention to stuff like that. But hey, at least Stephen did because he he made this. T- yeah. This. I, now I'm thinking about it. Like, yeah, why do they have green? <laughs> like, why, like, why would you do that? Like, what? What? What interior decorator was like? Yeah, green carpet really set this off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make the room pop. Yeah. Yeah. Like I. Mm, that's a valid point. All right. So next. Next category that I put, um, coming or going. Who was who was at there, at the climax of their career? Was this like the is was this the highest that anybody got in the career? So we'll start with Eddie Murphy. No, he, no, he was going. This is yeah, on the down yeah. on the downside of his career. You think so? Yeah, like I, yeah, I, after all those movies that were listed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, feel this, even this though, back. even though Eddie Murphy has had a very long successful successful career. At, after Boomerang is downhill, like it's not, it's not a sharp decline, like. But Boomerang's as high as high as Eddie Murphy gets. I will say between Boomerang and Norbit, he had a very just dry run, and no, that's a lot you of years. Think so? Because I mean, between Boomerang after Boomerang, you have I've never heard of this movie. But the clumps. Yeah, he had the cl- he had oh, Beverly Hills yeah, Cop three. Nutty Professor, that's right. Nutty Professor uh, part, did the, did part the three? three is trash. Um, Vampire in Brooklyn. No, oh, that's trash. Uh, trash. That's trash. <laughs> that is trash. But it's not like it's not like a complete fall off the mountain though. You got talking about life. Uh, so y'all just gonna pretend like life didn't oh, happen? Oh no, no no! I forgot about life. You're right. You're right. Then don't life. forget he was in Shrek. 
Like he his voice is in. He made lots of money off of Shrek. Yeah. I, I think I, that's what I'm saying. He he's definitely going downhill. Like this, he's going. So the category is coming or going. He's going. Um, yeah, he is. What happened on Beverly Hills Cop Three? I'm confused. That's the uh. They're in the amusement park. That's the amusement oh, park, yeah. yeah that, that was trash. That's that garbage. Y- y'all talking about two, trash. two straight. Three is the one that, that, that nah. <laughs> I, I, I got Mars confused with two and three. I, yeah. I, swear, I got Mars nah, confused. Three, two is cool. Three is Three's trash. trash. Three is like, we need this um, money. Yeah. yeah, that was a pure money grab. Uh, then we, Chris Rock was definitely coming. Uh, yeah. Because he had this and he had... Uh, he did the year before. What's it called? New Jack City. Yeah, the year before he did New Jack City. So he's coming. This isn't his apex. It's not even close. Halle Berry was coming. Yeah. Robin Givens was going. She was done. She this was is done. it. This is the yeah, height yeah. of her career. Yeah, if Robin exactly. Givens, if Robin Givens doesn't do this movie, do we even know that she does movies? No. No. Yeah. Um, David Allen Greer. I'm not gonna say. I don't know what. I don't. I, I'm gonna say that he. He. This is it. He's going. Well, Living Color was at his height at this time. Yeah, but we're talking about movies, so he's at his height. No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. He's see his his going is different for everybody else. Yeah. Like he may not want to do what everyone else is doing. So, well, you know what? Him, I'm co- actually gonna say I'm gonna move, I'm gonna change it back to coming. You know why? Because I feel like Blank Man's his highest point in movies. Oh, Blank yeah, Man was, was classic. A- yeah, I feel like Blank Man's his highest point in movies. So I'm gonna give him coming. And plus, he did, he does a lot of play. He does a lot of uh, plays and stuff like that. Yeah. Then you have Martin. Martin's coming. Yeah. Like he's definitely Tisha not. Tisha Campbell's he... coming. Well, I think she was already. I, th- I, I think. Not I think. Movies. That, I think. She... I think she was. Oh wait, Martin was no. This was the beginning of Martin. Ninety two. Yeah, but we're talking about movies. We're, yeah, I but need she... y'all to focus on movies. We're not but talking. She, about... no, she, she did. What's that movie? She did. Uh, Little oh, horror sprung. No horror. What's it? Little Shop of Horror. Did she do that too? Oh, you know, got man. me beat. Yeah, I think she's <laughs> <I've laughs> never I heard of her. Her and uh, Pam. I think they were they were the singers in, in the in the, the in the uh, in the flower shop. Nah, nah, nah bro. I don't that's, know that movie. That's not a movie. Okay, so we're sticking to their movie. Yes, run. we're talking about movies. Yeah, so she's going. Yes, because Sprung was trash. Uh, and that, that's everybody I wrote down. I'm not trying to cover yeah. like B part characters. So, did you say Holly? Oh, you know, we said Holly already. Yeah. Yeah, she was. She's coming. coming. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she was in Little Shop of Horror, Sprung, Boomerang, House Party, School Days. That's that's Tisha Campbell. Yeah. All right. Next category Firecrackers. Like, so this is a non main character that kind of stole the scenes. Like, and I I have a person. I think think we all kind of know who it is, but I I give props to a couple other people. So who do y'all think was like, man, when they came on the scene, you were like, damn, this person's really out here getting their shots up. During the movie, the- who really like stole a scene? Yeah. John Witherspoon. Oh, See? hands down. Yeah. Okay. So John Witherspoon, before I watched the movie, that was my pick. I was like, man, this is an easy category. John Witherspoon. But I changed mine to Chris Rock because John Witherspoon is really only in that one scene. And you're like, damn, that's just hilarious. It's iconic. But Chris Rock was in the movie like four or five times. And every time you're like, damn, he's killing him. Yeah, like, he's, he's really. He definitely asked him, when you going to smash? Yeah. Yeah. Chris Rock's in there. And, like, he's in scenes with Eddie Murphy. And he's funnier than Eddie Murphy in every one of those scenes. 
So I, I give my vote to Chris Rock. I'm not I'm not mad at John Witherspoon, but I give my vote to Chris Rock. The other people that I had on the list was Grace Jones. Grace Jones murdered her scenes too. Like if somebody picked Grace Jones, I give it to her too. Um, because she was out there doing her thing at Strong J. Definitely yeah. was. I also thought that Nancy Nelson turned in a, a strong performance too. Nelson, <laughs> Nancy Nelson, <laughs> Nelson was pretty funny. He was pretty funny in there. <laughs> Um, Tisha Campbell was strong. She was strong. But yeah. I, I think it comes down to Chris Rock, Grace Jones, or John Witherspoon. And you gonna you wanna answer out of those out of those people right there? I mean who who do you feel? Like all the people, like all the I'm I'm gonna go with John Witherspoon. I just felt yeah. like he made that scene so funny. Like So even though, even though it was one scene, but he still made it funny. I'm pretty sure yeah. people are always gonna remember that. They can remember a scene and from that particular in that, in that movie. He reused those lines in Friday after. He sure did we that's so the same thing we said. We like, hold up. He said that. Like he reused those lines in a lot of movies, actually. <laughs> and it's it's still it still makes me laugh. Still, so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm gonna choose him. So fun fun fact. The John Witherspoon's parts had to be added back in. They had to go reshoot them because they originally cut them out the movie. And, Why? And I'm Eddie Murphy was like, control. nah. I want John Witherspoon in the movie. He's hilarious. So they went back and recut him. Also, the mushroom, the mushroom suit, mushroom, and thing. That all it wasn't something they planned. Like yeah, they actually uh, the the wardrobe lady picked out the shirt and the jacket and gave it to him. And then they were just like, "Hold up, <laughs> this is a mushroom suit." Like, and John Witherspoon just went with it. So that was yep. not planned. That wasn't a part of the original scene. That's what happened when we were comedians. They just funny, and the part where her uh, they went to the bathroom for an hour, that was <laughs> not originally part of the script either. Eddie Murphy and the director both like thought about it for a little while, and they came back and it was like, "We gotta get, we gotta put this in the movie. Like, we gotta put this in the movie where they go and have sex." <laughs> so there's some add-ins for the movie. John, most of the John Witherspoon parts were added in. Which I, th- I read that part on Savage Land. That was the <laughs> that was the only thing I saw. I was like, oh, I never knew that about the movie. Besides the history lesson that you're providing right now. Cool. So, some movie nitpicks. Some just some things that you you saw that you were like, eh. I think I think we really harped on like, and I got this on here. Just the amount of black women in the office. Like, yeah, that's, that, just that's, nowhere close that's to fake. being true. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just not no. So something, Unfortunately. something I saw that I was like, and I never realized this watching the movie, like since I was trying to dissect it this time. Um, when Lily Rashawn comes over, she she comes over by herself. She brings herself over. He takes her home. How she get there, and why she need him to take her home? Like, <laughs> like did she drive over? Like did she cab over? I don't know. It's New York City. She could take a cab. She could take the train. I don't know. But like she. You're on a date. She didn't have a problem getting there. Why he need to take her home? I don't think we saw anybody driving that entire movie. No. Nah. <laughs> There's no one driving in the movie. So I, I, I'm just going to assume she took cab, but you, you have a valid point. I think maybe she was drunk. <laughs> okay. I'll gi- okay. I'll give you that. Maybe maybe that's what happened. Um, I, I already brought this up, but did we really need the Eddie Murphy come faces? I didn't feel like those added much. Like I didn't really want to see that. I didn't want to have that. I think I think people like his uh, 
his animations because that's what people like about Martin. So it's you know some people like that. I, I didn't feel we needed. It. I could have done without Eddie Murphy come faces. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> um, something else that I I didn't think was actually necessary. Did they need to go to New Orleans? No. <laughs> no, I th- I think they had to go to New Orleans because how was, what other way was he gonna sleep with uh sleep with her the Did same way. The same way he did in New Orleans. They could have been at work and went out and then went to her house. True that. But that's the thing. They they never did work. When they were flying to New Orleans, it went straight to the club. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was no work. And I, I noticed that when I was watching. I was like, okay, they said they would fly to New Orleans. Cool. But then they in the club. I'm like, so what? where's Halle Berry? Because <laughs> she was on yes, the plane. She was on the plane. But she was not <laughs> in the club too? with them. That's a good. See? What? That's a nitpick. You picking nits. Look at you. Like that, I'm like none of that makes sense. And then they just they dance for ten minutes, and then he smashed. Yeah, that is a nitpick. I didn't feel like they need to go to New Orleans. New Orleans was not necessary. It, it wasn't. Fun fact about New Orleans: they never went to New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie is shot. Well, ninety-eight percent of the movie is shot in New York City. The other part, there are parts shot in D.C. So they when they did the refilming, they had to do like some touch-ups to the shots. They shot him in D.C. because Martin, I mean, not Martin, Eddie Murphy was doing another movie based in D.C. So Damn, Eddie was there, making that money. There are parts that are actually shot in D.C. The New Orleans part, which is why I said it wasn't necessary, was an add-in. They went and reshot parts of the movie and, and made an additions. And so they were like, oh, we need to do something. So when they go to the club in New Orleans, they're actually in the club in D.C. Casting what ifs. So this is another category. There really weren't a lot of casting with this because Eddie Murphy pretty much got whoever he wanted to do the movie. But how many people do y'all think they they tried to screen for Angela? Take a guess. Mm-hmm. I want to go with maybe 25 people. 25 women. Okay. James? 17. The answer is zero. Halle Berry came in, they loved her, and then they told the other women to go home. <laughs> Um, okay. I, I, hey, I'm Halle Berry was a good actor. She is a good actor. She was amazing in this movie. But I mean, I would saw Halle Berry too and be like, yeah, we we good. We got it here. <laughs> <laughs> That's very fair. Yeah. All right. The other person that could have been Jacqueline or the Robin Givens character was Vanessa Williams. She could have done this. Ooh, she could have pulled this off. Yeah, she would have been a better one. Yeah, yeah Vanessa is bad. I'm I just think shush. I actually think the movie's better with Vanessa Williams in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. How old is Vanessa Williams right now? And she's still bad right now. Yeah. I don't know. She's in her 50s probably. But nah. She gotta be in her 60s, bro. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Look it up while I do this next part. I got you. Uh, Martin. So this isn't a casting what if, but this is just a fun fact about the casting. Martin actually picked Tisha Campbell to be in Martin, the TV show, from working with her on here. Even though they worked together on a house party, Martin was still putting together the cast for the TV show, and he enjoyed working with Tisha Campbell and picked her to be Gina. He sure did. Yeah. So that's how she he became sure. Gina. So he, he sure did like working with her. There we go. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. <laughs> Steven, you're right, Steven. You're right, Steven. She's 55. Shit, she look good. Yeah, she still looks good. <laughs> Alright, so um, Ultimate endings The movie was supposed to end With them hugging On top of the building 
Yep. That was how it was supposed to end. What what building? Remember His building? Go ahead, Jabir. Explain to him. So at the when him and Gerard like become friends again, so him, Tyler, and Gerard hug it out and the light on the Empire State building goes on, that was supposed to be the end of the movie. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And the ending, there was supposed to be another ending where Marcus went to Angela's art class to win her back. Instead, they had him go to her job. Mm. So that was another ending. All right. Uh, two more categories. <laughs> Unanswerable questions. Like, what questions did y'all have from the movies that you felt weren't answered? What happened to Angela? Well, I mean, uh, is that her name? Robin Gibbons' Jacqueline. character? Jacqueline, sorry. So, I I thought that I had that written down until the little show came out. So, we don't know what happens to Robin Gibbons. So, I'll give you that. We do kind of know what happens with Marcus and Angela. They get married, obviously, have a kid. So, yeah. But we still don't know what happened to Jacqueline. So, if you do want to know what happened to Jacqueline, I guess you got to watch that whack ass show. <laughs> <laughs> That won't be happening. So, um, the questions I, I wrote down was Nasty Nelson gay? <laughs> when I was a kid, I thought he was gay. But now as a grown man, I'm like, nah, Nelson not gay. Nah, <laughs> he just nasty. He's just nasty. <laughs> because when you think about it, Nasty Nelson grabbed him drawers and put him in his, his, his coat. He sure did. <laughs> I thought he was gay when I was a kid, though. Did y'all think he was gay when y'all was younger? Yeah, okay. I, I actually, I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought he was gay still until I watched the movie this weekend. <laughs> and I saw him grab the drawer and he smelled them and put them in his coat pocket. I'm like, okay, yeah. okay. So I thought, okay, so that's a good question then because I really thought, like, I think this dude's gay. But then I watch it now, I'm like, nah, Nasty Nelson, I'm kind of with some of the shit Nelson. <laughs> Next unanswerable question. Did he sleep I, with Lady Eloise? <laughs> yes. Of of course he did. Of course. <laughs> there's, there's no question. I don't of, know. Of course he did. I want to believe the best in Marcus, man. Like <laughs> Nah, fam. He definitely he definitely smashed. And you know what? This is gonna sound creepy. Her legs were kinda in shape. Like they didn't look Raggedy. I'm like, okay, if he did it, you know that's, that's, I mean, I, that's, if you don't pay attention to the top half, like if you're just looking from the bottom, like when he had to take her shoes off, I'm like, oh, she got some nice legs for an older woman. I'm like, okay, she's staying in shape. So you think he did so that, it? Y'all all think he did it? I, of course, of course, he definitely laid that. He gave that up. All right, he gave up. The, he gave up the box. It's an, unans- <laughs> it's an unanswerable question. So I can't. There's no right or wrong answer. My other question. Why did he feel he had to sleep with Lady Eloise? Like he's supposed to be a businessman. You don't you don't know that the lady the, with the name on the on the thing, not the owner. Like she doesn't I, have a board of directors. I think, I think that was, and I could be completely wrong, but I think that was a play on how men think of women on how they get to the top. They typically sleep with, you know, the rich and powerful, so that way they can get what they want. And it seemed like he did the same thing, so he can get what he want, but it didn't work out. Okay. <laughs> did Marcus sleep with Eloise? Absolutely. <laughs> he, yeah. Because if you remember, the next day, in the in the office building, she whispered in his ear, 
I don't have no panties on. But she's just nasty. She could have said that if they didn't sleep together or not. I'm not saying that he didn't sleep with her. I'm just saying, like Marcus said, that's just a rumor that's going around. Nah, <laughs> nah. Security guard, I mean, her, her, her personal assistant looked at Marcus twice. <laughs> he, he looked at homie twice like, dog, you have no idea what's about to happen to you. So he 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 gave up the box. Right. He gave he gave it up. Okay. Next question: Did Eddie Murphy break man law when he got with Angela? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. He he stole his his right hand man's woman. But that wasn't his woman because he kept on saying we just friends. They at the Thanksgiving dinner. That what happens when you out here playing around. <laughs> At the Thanksgiving day, he came. We just friends. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. That's true. But I mean, I, I give th- you that. But I think he still knew that Gerard had feelings for her, though. I don't care. So you telling Bingo. me all y'all got? We all say Halle Berry beautiful. I can't smash Harry Berry because y'all think she look good. Not not if I'm no, not if I'm trying to smash. Not 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 if nah. I'm trying to you know nah. try to get to know her better. He should have claimed her because I've been, he should have claimed because her. I've been in this situation before twice. I know. You gotta leave that alone. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta leave it alone. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to do that. I disagree. I disagree. Like, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I see both sides. I thought, but I think. Go ahead. I think he should have left her alone. I I think what he did wrong. I thought he was foul for the way he approached it. When they're at the when they're when they're playing pool, and he's like, "What's up with you and Angela, bitch, nigga? You know what's up with him and Angela." Like I thought, I thought that scene was bitch made. Like no disrespect, it was. But like the way that he that he went about it was like, nah. Like you should have been more of a man about it. But like, hey, I know you and Angela not kicking it no more. We've been hanging out. I like Angela. Like I think he could have done that in a more mature way. Now David Allen Greer had any had whatever he could have felt whatever he wanted to feel about it. But the way he came about it was, he should have got his ass whooped. The way he came at that dude. Completely agree. And that's why I'm saying if if you're not willing to have that conversation, you should just stay away from it. Okay. I, I just I'm not sure if he, he I don't think he broke man law by hollering at Halle Berry. But he definitely broke man law in my opinion. I thought but. I thought he broke man law because he, he had he already had his intentions. Whether if Do would have said, Yeah, I still like her, he still would have Exactly. Did. He had already done it. What you mean he still would have he had already done it? Exactly. So I, I just, I, I, he would have broken it anyway. Yeah. All right. His intentions were already to do it. Last question, because there's going to be lots of edits in here, because this thing's going over. What was the gap in time between when Angela broke up with him that that day after showing him the blue men, or when he didn't come home that night, and the time that they had a rooftop, they had the rooftop makeup? Like they made that seem like a ten minute gap, but she had got a new job. She stopped working in the place they was working together. Like every he had been with Robin Gibbons for a little bit. There was it seemed like a big gap in time. Like Gerard, they was talking on the roof. Like you heard about Angela leaving, right? Like <laughs> what was this gap? This wasn't a couple days. Like they hadn't been broken up for a couple days. I want to know how long had it been from when she walked down and slapped the shit out of him to him showing up with them kids. <clears throat> I'm going to say like three days. She might have had I'm going to say she probably had the job on lock already because her skill was being 
broadcast it now. So she probably leveraged that for a job and she wasn't going to leave yet because she was still with homie. But then when he pulled that foul shit, she was like, all right, I'm out. So she already had that lockdown. I mean, he went to Angela's house that night and then that was that scene. <laughs> and then he was like, all right, I'm out. You know, like, I, I don't want to do this no more. And then, like, you know, the next day he went to the to the school and got them kids. I disagree. It had to be a minimum. It had to be a minimum of two weeks. She had to give two weeks notice. <laughs> yeah, because remember he quit his job. Remember he said he quit his job. So they don't she, even show when he quit his job. So then we're talking he quit about his job when he told Angela. We're talking about at least four I don't need weeks. To do this then. no more. <laughs> Would you say Jabir? I said he quit his job once he told Angela, I don't need to be with you no so more. So that means that was quitting the job. It's a minimum of three to four weeks because <laughs> if she gave two weeks and then he gave two weeks. That's, that's a minimum of three to four weeks. Uh, I think he got laid off like that. It wasn't no two weeks like that was the, that was his termination. I mean, it's an unanswerable question. It's an unanswerable question. So I just want to just want to get your minds thinking a little bit. So last category, and then we're out of here. Who won the movie? You mean what actor? Yeah, like, which which actress or actor won the movie? Like you left this movie thinking like, damn, like this person, they they're gonna be they're gonna be something. Or I can't wait to see this next movie that they're doing. It's probably Halle Berry or Chris Rock. Yeah, I, I put Halle Berry. I think she easily won the movie. Like, she, her star took off after this. And, I mean, we just were introduced to her. Because, like, last time we had seen her, what was she in? She was in, she was in New Jack City, too. She was? I do not remember that. Or was she, she was in something else playing a crackhead or something like that. Oh, no, losing Isaiah. No, before that. I think it was, uh, what is she playing the last Boy Scout? But she was also, oh, she was a strictly business too. That's right. That's another good one. That's right. She was a strictly business. She was bad then. She, she was in Jungle show. Fever too. So, yeah, she. I, I think that she really took off on that one. Man, she so, was bad as hell in yeah. Strictly Business, y'all. Damn. So I, I, I put Halle Berry won the movie too. I, I feel like you could also say, um, Chris Rock, but Chris Rock, I. I, I think that he was putting up shots. I don't think that he, you could be like, oh, I left that movie saying, who was that dude? Like, Charlene didn't even know his name was Boney T. <laughs> until wait, I wait, 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 wait. <laughs> that was his name in the movie? Yeah. yeah. Boney T. Did they say his name in the movie? Yeah. Oh, wow. At the beginning. Never, that's the only At time the beginning and the end. Remember? Because at the end, he says, who told you that Angela left? He's like, Boney T told me. Oh, yeah. Where the hell did come up with that name? Boney T. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I would agree. I mean, he just came off playing a crackhead, so yeah. it's, he played a crackhead. It's, it's not too far from it. Yeah, his teeth were still fucked up. That's how you know he ain't, he yeah. ain't won yet. So, <laughs> um. Well, Stephen, I want to say you did a hell of a job on this on this topic today. Thank you, sir. Yeah, uh, that, like, like you really dissected that. Yeah, you really dissected the movie, and you brought out parts of the movie that I never paid attention to, like Boney T, whatever his name was. Or the green, or the carpet. green carpet. I would have never thought about that. Yeah. All right, before before we get out of here, couple couple more fun facts. Angela really smacked Marcus. That was real. I I ain't let no woman smack me. <laughs> you would never let a woman smack you. No, I would never. Let a woman, I'm sorry. You, you would have ducked. 
Yeah, if I would have saw the hand, if I would have saw her hand, like even remotely coming up, I would have ran. Like, yo, you know, no, no. Who are you, Floyd? Yeah, yes. <laughs> what? what, what <laughs> yo. Excuse me, Flo- Floyd wasn't fighting back then. What are you, uh, Roger? Yeah, listen. <laughs> what are you, Roger? You see, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. All right, we're gonna keep it moving. Um, there were two Catwomen in this movie. Eartha Kitt and Halle Berry both play Catman. Oh, Catwoman. Yeah. Oh, I never knew. Stephen did his homework. Um, what else? Uh, there were three people in this movie that played in James Bond's movies. Uh, Halle Berry. Yes. Uh, Come on. Not Robin Gibbons, right? No. Uh, Nancy Nelson. Yes, Nancy Nelson. Yes. <laughs> one more. There's one more. Three seconds. One, two. What's that girl's name you keep saying? I can't remember her name. Grace Jones. Not oh, I wasn't thinking yeah, of her. Grace Jones. She played in a. Okay. She played in a James Bond movie. So I mean, there, there's some other facts, but hey, I think we did a great job talking about this movie. If y'all yeah, want to hear, if y'all want to hear us talk about another movie, send us comments on Facebook, um, Twitter, and I don't know whatever thing we got. Jabir gonna tell you at the end. So yeah. As uh, the Facebook views from the group chat and our Twitter at views from the GC or our email views from the group chat at gmail.com. Uh, this was a very long episode, so this is going to take some time editing. Thank you. Again, thank you for continuing to support us. You can hit us up on all the channels that I just said. As always, remember, check your links, throw up your memes and paste your gifts. This is views from the group chat. Peace.